Welcome to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. I'm Tom Keen. Daily, we bring you insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Find Bloomberg Surveillance on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Bloomberg.com, and of course, on the Bloomberg. Right now, we speak with David Harrow of Oakmark International. David, it's always a joy to speak to you on international investment. It was a brutal year for international and EM last year. How do you recoup this year? It sure, it sure was, but you know, fundamentals have a, a way of asserting themselves. And certainly as something gets overdone on the negative side, you do have this return to equilibrium. You do have a return to prices that kind of come closer to valuations. And this is exactly what we saw last year is prices fell while earnings were, were okay. And so you saw certain companies and sectors being highly devalued. You saw valuation compression. And right. You just have to wait and be patient because these it, things come back. Okay, but you have a three or five year horizon. I understand that with a bang up 2017 as well. Do you find that investors still have the Harrow patience? Or is it a struggle with short-termism of investors? You know what? Some do. It really kind of depends on the vintage of the investor. If the investor entered uh, our realm in the end of 27 turn, uh, 2017, early 2018, and then they kind of go into this negative year, which is like our fourth in 27 years, uh, they're not going to be so happy and they're not going to be so patient. But if they're investors who've been with us for a while and if they've lived through the various cycles, they know what tends to happen when we have these negative outlier periods, as rare as they are, there's a very strong kind of kickback and they usually stick around to enjoy that. So then over the period of time, you get the, the outperformance which we're known for. So David, everyone has this game plan and they they all agree with you and then it happens the downdraft comes and they just don't have the discipline to execute the game plan that they believed in we have had three growth scares in this bull market now 2011 2012 15 16 and now 2018 2019 how do you get investors to replicate your game plan and maintain the discipline in the moment to get them to execute Jonathan, that this is a very one of the more challenging aspects of my job. And what you have to do is you have to be in front of your clients and your investors, and you have to explain and share your thoughts. You cannot hide from it. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing to do as an investment manager would be to sell the things that have got hit in the worst, because because you don't want to show that you've owned a stock that dropped 40%. That is the worst thing that we can do. And often in our profession, people do this. They'd rather sell a losing stock than explain it. And I think we get paid a fee to be disciplined and to explain. And this is exactly what you have to do. Do you have a one-off in that if Deutsche Bank clears the market and clears their headaches, or troubled Italian banks clear their markets, clear their headaches, with your banking exposure, do you have the mother of all pops coming? I mean, do you wake up every day, David Harrow, and say, come on, Deutsche Bank, get the pain over? Um, I wouldn't sleep so well if we owned Deutsche Bank, to be honest, because I just, there's just not enough we've discussed. Yeah, but does Deutsche Bank, David Harrell, affect Credit Suisse? Does Deutsche Bank affect BMP Paribas? Does Deutsche Bank affect Intesa? 
It certainly impacts their share price, and it has impacted their share price. When Deutsche Bank kind of uh, sneezes, these other banks seem yeah. to, from a price perspective, not from a fundamentals. So yeah. to that degree, you're right, Tom. Would, if this final, um, i got to be careful my wording here, if the final outcome of Deutsche Bank is to merge, say, with Commerce Bank or uh, to, uh, to merge with someone else, and that kind of settles the survivability question of Deutsche Bank, invariably that would help the European banking sector from a price perspective. It really won't make the companies more valuable from an intrinsic value perspective, but it will help it from a price perspective. Just from 35,000 feet, Dave, and I encourage you, of course, to go a lot closer and a lot deeper. From, from our perspective here in the United States, we always look at this valuation gap between the banks on Wall Street, the banks on Europe, in fact, stocks in Europe and stocks in America. And so many people have been burned so many times, they now believe that valuation gap is a valuation trap. Cut through the cliches for me and, and try and help us understand the situation a whole lot more clearly. The valuation gap technically is, my guess, is a function of the higher return structure that U.S. companies <clears throat> generally earn over European. And European companies, of course, have greater returns than Japanese companies. So think of a spectrum of the returns. The better the return structure, the better, the higher the price you're willing to pay. So I certainly accept the fact that there should be a valuation gap. However, what I would argue is the gap today is too large. The gap today is too large because, <clears throat> yes, especially in the financial sector, uh, you know, the European banks maybe are a couple turns lower return on equity. That doesn't mean they should be trading at a 50% right. discount to U.S. banks. It's just too large. And plus the currencies, we've been talking about how strong the dollar's been. So just when everyone's right. going to throw up their arms and, you know, punt out of European equities is when the currency picks up is and when the valuation gap narrows. And again, the, my fear is that they'll do it at the wrong time. David Harrow, can you explain to our global audience the miracle known as the Milwaukee Brewers? <laughs> I, I mean, well, we're, they came we're, so what we're close. really going to see is they came so close, and I think next this year, 2019, might be the year, Tom. It, it might be the year. Maybe also the year for international <laughs> stocks. David Harrow, David, keep up the you. good battle. Thank you so Greatly much. appreciate it with Oakmark International, Mr. Harrow of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. Subscribe and listen to interviews on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. I'm on Twitter at Tom Keen. Before the podcast, you can always catch us worldwide on Bloomberg Radio.